friends, do you believe that words have power? Well, they do. And we have to be very, very careful how we use them, especially how we speak about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for more. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. This week is a very, very special guest. My sister, my line sister, my soul, Miss Elizabeth Fletcher. Elizabeth is the owner and operator of Wordsmith Resume Writing and Interview Prep, where she provides services such as career coaching and resume writing, interview preparation, salary negotiations. And if you struggle with public speaking, well, she has all the tips that you need to score in the boardroom. She's herself a public speaker and a beautiful mother, an advocate for education and social justice. Y'all, we are so happy that Elizabeth has joined the podcast. Thank you so much. Well, your, your bio of me makes me feel like, oh my gosh, is that me? Yes. Every <laughs> single line is accurate and true. I received that. And thank you so much for having me. I am honored and grateful that uh, you invited me here in your space for your journey as I've watched you glow and grow. So thank you so much for having me. I'm taking that. Glowing and growing. I'm using that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so sis, this podcast is all about defining, finding, and maintaining the joy on the journey of life. Mm -hmm. So y'all, let me just tell you, Elizabeth got a little, she got preaching on her. Okay, so a little warning. All that right. Church, that churchy. Yeah, go ahead and get that tambourine. <laughs> So I'm really, really curious. How do you define joy? Huh. You know, when I think about joy organically, I like the part where uh, Kirk Franklin said, happiness is predicated upon happenings, mm -hmm. but you have to be have to have joy. And then when I think about the word of God, he says, um, the, the, the joy of the Lord is my, is my strength. Yeah. Um, joy is something that is limitless. And oftentimes unspeakable, mm -hmm. even for someone who a lot of times is so happy on the outside, which I really, really am. And I have true joy. I also sometimes suffer with anxiety and I have for years. So for me, I've had to be very intentional with boundaries to maintain my joy, mm -hmm. to make sure that the things that are around me don't affect my inner, sincere, genuine joy. Wow. And I'm big on that just to make sure that the things that are around me don't affect it because I am one of those type of persons where, well, they say I'll carry the weight of the world <laughs> on my shoulders because I'm a natural empathist, mm -hmm. right? So when it comes to joy for me, it is literally being, having a solid foundation so that even if we decide to remodel the walls, I'm still fine inside mm -hmm. because of my foundation. Yeah. And especially being a mom, Meaning I'm not only responsible for me, but also another human. Yes. <laughs> that part gets tricky. That my joy is important, that it starts with me first. Loving myself. And loving myself comes from knowing the love that God has for me. Mm. When I started falling in love with God every single day, purposely. Because God is a jealous God. Mm -hmm. So I cannot love Eden, my daughter, more than I love God. So that challenges me. Like, you know, to read that or see that, I'm like, well, God, every day I have to find joy in you so that the people or the news or the things that goes around or the ideologies of others don't affect my joy, which then trickles down to the greatest gift that he gave me because mm -hmm. it's alone. Yeah. And I just keep it real, real solid of reminding myself I wake up in the mornings with my affirmation and this joy that I had, the world didn't give it to me. And the, the world, world can't, can't take, take it, it away. <laughs> and I literally have to be okay with being okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so, so good. Can you share how you are intentionally falling in love with God every day? The word and my praise and worship. I am, I am truly a worshiper at this point. Meaning my worship is so for real, even throughout the week before I get to the, to the church house. Mm -hmm. To me, a lot of times, he can go straight to the sermon. Give me the meat. I came here for the word, right? 
because my praise is for real. Mm. So when it comes to it, it's like, I know that I have to um, be intentional. I remember for a while I would wake up and found myself, <clears throat> excuse me, found myself checking my social media. Okay. And before talking to him. Wow. And I had to like reverse on some things. Um, again, with my intentionality, even when it comes to relationships, because the relationship with God is a true relationship. Mm -hmm. If you were my roommate, Ashley, and I decided to get breakfast this morning, but you already sitting at the coffee table, you know, we Southern bells. Mm -hmm. If I'm coming downstairs and you're already sitting there, what's the rule of thumb? I'm supposed to speak to you. Right. How dare I walk in the kitchen and not speak to you, but then want to talk to you later on and then get some word of advice. And you're like, girl, you, I didn't, I didn't shoot marbles with you. <laughs> right. So I had to start checking myself. Yeah. on. God didn't shoot marbles with me. So did I speak to him this morning That's before good. I checked Facebook and social media and all the other stuff that I like before I even talked to my own daughter? Did I talk to my father? Mm. So I started checking my relationship to make sure that I didn't overstep myself with my creator, yeah. treating him better than I would the Southern bells or like the Southern hospitality we grew up on. And I think a lot of stuff like that started changing for me when I started making sure that I acknowledge who he is every day on purpose and not like he, my homeboy dapping, dapping him up, yeah. but treating him like I would my grandmother, or my dad or my mom, that, that reverence of a respect mm. that comes way before them. Oh, that's so good because I will be fully transparent. I have fallen into the, you know, you wake up and the notifications are on you like, oh, who has instead of, and sometimes you get caught and it's like, oh, I'm just going to look, I'm going to come back. I'm just going to, and before you mm -hmm. know it, hours have passed mm -hmm. or, you know, 30 minutes and hours passed. Now it's time to go. Yeah. And I have fallen to not starting my day properly, not God mm -hmm. giving God his, his worthy, worthy praise. Mm, that part worthy. Yeah. That's deep. That gave me chills because you said worthy and you slowed down your words. Because mm -hmm. he's worthy. Absolutely. So what I did was I did myself a favor so I wouldn't have to keep checking myself before I wreck myself with God. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'm like, I talk to God the same way I talk to you. I'll be like, okay, I know I kind of been cutting up. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for grace, but I also got to make sure that I give reverence. So I turned off my notifications. I have to go to it. Oh, that's a good... I do not receive them. So if you DM me or anything, I don't get any of that. I have to go to the source. Oh, that's good. So it's funny I say go to the source. I go to the source before I go to the resource. Oh, that's a word. So it don't come... It, you don't You don't get that kind of access to me. I had to stop it. Because, especially like you say, when you saw me on social media, the stuff that I don't mind sharing, I love out loud. So I may share a lot on social media. But I'm an extroverted introvert, so I am very intentional with who I share my space with because I know I'm a talker. I'm just then just talk and talk and talk, mm -hmm. and then now we exchanging spirits or energy. That did I even pray about that first? Mm -hmm. So I'm very purposeful with like not allowing certain notifications to come to me before I'm prayed up, before I'm ready, because then if I get a notification of a death or something that's going on bad, but I'm not ready, then I has my spirit changed, and now I'm feeling that somber or it changes things. So then I have to get ready to prepare <laughs> for the day. That's good. What have you done in those moments? You mentioned that you have sometimes have anxiety. Mm -hmm. What do you do in those moments where your joy isn't right there? You can't stretch out and touch it. Your faith is really waning. What do you do in those moments? I allow myself to be okay in those moments. Like I allow myself to feel Okay. Because I'm human, right? Even though we're in the world, not of the world, but I'm human. So I always remind myself, give yourself grace, Liz. I like to talk to myself. Okay. Now, I don't talk back. <laughs> so I'm not you, on You sure? <laughs> <laughs> when I say self to myself, I say self. And I say, huh? You know, but no. <laughs> I will allow you to say, and I will like go down and talk, and I'm like, okay, so you're having a moment. But allow yourself to have this moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is very important that when we go through things, to not try to hurry up and rush the moment or perfect, perfect the moment. I like to make sure that anytime God puts me on the test, I kind of hit him with that. All right, God, now you, you've put me on a, quite the number of, of journeys, God, mm -hmm. what, what else are you trying to do? 
you trying to change my name to Joel, but what 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 you God, what you trying to do right now? Like stop playing. You know, that's why I like to just, stop playing, God. Come on, man. You you do it too much, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to just talk to him like that. And I, I want to know, but I also allow myself to understand why mm-hmm. as best as possible. And I don't mind asking God questions. I think we were taught as kids, oh, you don't get to ask God questions. You you can ask God questions, mm-hmm. right? And as you ask to hear his voice, he will a lot of times they answer. Absolutely. Maybe not immediately, but he will show you the answer. So when I'm in those moments, I have now gotten to the point of like, even thanking him in an odd way. Mm. Like, thank you for putting me in this moment because I don't know what you about to do. Wow. But because I trust you, and trust is such a, a hard thing to do at times, mm-hmm. right? Because that faith and that trust for the things that you cannot see, but you just got to know that it's going to happen, it's just going to happen. So in those moments, I just ask God to prepare me for whatever he's about to bring me through. And that whatever he brings me through, he hides me behind the cross. That my testimony that I will be, not if, because I will, mm-hmm. that he gets all the glory. That no one thinks that I did it. I don't ever want anyone thinking that some of the things that I've overcome is because of me. Mm-hmm. I want him to always get all the glory. That I'm just his vessel. So in those moments, I... Cause I feel like I have like, <clears throat> you know, like like a typical woman, right? I want I want things to be perfect. Like God, I planned it out, I wrote it down, I prayed about it, and you said that if I had I asked not, you know, I have not because I asked not. I've asked you, so give it to me. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like what you wait? I I asked. I, I paid my tithe, and I even paid a little more but a tithe, the benevolent offering, the the building fund. I'll give my pay. like God. What else? What else you want from me, bro? Like. <laughs> Come on, man. Yes. Right? So in those moments, I've now had to allow myself to just say, so did you think that you were not going to be on these journeys? Mm. Did you think you were exempt? Gotcha. Because you paid your tithe. Oh, I get it, Liz. You paid your tithe. You even bring your baby to church. And you're not always late because I be late sometimes. But, oh, you thought you were going to be exempt. Mm. Oh, so paying your tithe means that you get, since it's 10%, you think you would get 10 years with, out any trials or tribulations. Yeah. And I feel like I, I started feeling like, you know, when you want to get spoiled in Christ. So I feel like, well, wait, why are you doing me like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So now I just started again being okay with those moments at the time and just saying, I don't know what type of, <laughs> what you're doing this for, but I trust you. Mm-hmm. So prepare me for it. I surrender. Yeah. Oh, that's so good that God, I trust you. That this perp, that this pain, this situation, this experience mm-hmm. is going to be for your glory and for my good. Oh yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a that's a level of spiritual maturity that so many of us don't reach because we haven't yet released the control of the mm. moment. That part. You know, it's so funny. My grandmother. Um, a lot like you, <clears throat> my grandmother passed in 2014. She was my mm-hmm. best friend. Mm-hmm. So as I watched you go through your grief journey and the seven stages of grief, trust me. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I never want to say, oh, I know how you feel because we're different, but I know how you feel. Yeah. Right. My grandmother used to tell me, God has grown. You in grown folk business. Let oh. God be grown all by himself. Why are you trying to help this grown man? Stay in a oh. child's place. And, and when she used to tell me that, I never got it. Until, you know, of course, as a girl, you know, we want to get grown so fast. And then mm-hmm. I'll be like, being an adult is ghetto. Ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> the ghetto. This is G-H-E-T-T-O. This is ghetto. So now I'm like to the point where like, okay, well, I don't want to be that much of an adult guy. So I need to get out your business and let you handle this childhood thing that I, that you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of nuggets that she gave me then that it did not make sense that it makes a lot of sense now as I go through the end. I think that experience is the best teacher. Yeah, absolutely. So you brought up your grandmother, and I want to ask, um, especially for anyone that shares, they have a loving relationship with a grandparent because it, mm. um, it is priceless. Mm-hmm. And by the time this is released, it would have been a year. And so I'm starting to, like, oh, man. Okay, Lord, everything has a purpose and a reason. But as you think about your grandmother, how did she display joy? Oh, my gosh. My grandmother was the smartest person I know, and she didn't have anything past a third-grade education. Swear, can't make this up if I tried. 
my my grandmother read the word and she used to tell us baby i call you each by name mm. so she had a lot of grandchildren my daddy alone <laughs> got a lot of children right and she had three children and they all you know had a lot of children but my grandmother she didn't start her day without god she didn't end her day without god and it wasn't like that that churchy bible told like i'm about to hit it over the head it was just that she was that bible that everyone could read my grandmother literally on Sundays, not only would the pastor and the deacons come eat, cause she was a cook. She she was a um, a cook at a popular Louisiana Lake Charles restaurant. Where I'm from Lake Charles, Louisiana, born and raised, Miller's Cafe. Okay. So she was the top chef there and everything. She not only fed the pastor and the deacons, but she fed homeless people, prostitutes, drug dealers. She fed any and everybody. Everyone knew that they had a plate at Marguerite Thelma Shakespeare Jones' house, mm -hmm. baby. And she made sure that we knew you treat them like you would treat even me. So my grandmother walked her walk. Ooh. She talked her talk. And I love that she still had a hood factor in it. <laughs> because she was balanced. She was balanced. I tell people all the time, baby, look, I'm I'm educated in degrees, but baby, you want pearls, Liz, or you want herringbone, Liz? <laughs> okay. Right, my girl used to have this sound. She say, "You hobo your way on down here, and I'll pay your fare back." Meaning, like, look, I'll scrap with you if you need to, or repent later, because hey. God is a God that will forgive. Right? Hey. However, she was so relatable, mm -hmm. and I think that joy, especially that joy through Christ, still has to be relatable. So that way, for the person that is even a non-believer, have to wonder so much, how you so happy? Mm. Sixty-eight cent in your account. But you're happy. Right. Lost your job, but you're happy. Mm -hmm. Barren, but you're happy. Yeah. Single, but wish you had a man, but you're happy. Mm -hmm. She didn't let a lot of stuff bother her because, again, what she told me, she started her day off with what she believed in. And she didn't let it move her. So it was like, it wasn't that we didn't have drama or, you know, dysfunction. I've learned the hard way that dysfunction of a family is any family that's over one person. Amen. <laughs> if you Amen. got more than one person in your family, you have dysfunction. But as our matriarch, she literally led by example. So she took God everywhere she went. That's good. That is so good. Thank you for sharing. Oh, yeah. And it, we were best friends. Yeah. She taught me how to cook. I've been cooking since I was five. So my my first business, in fact, I know we're going to get to it. My first business is called Momo's Creole Cuisine Catering because I called my grandmother Momo. That's what we call them in Louisiana. Momo? Momo. M-A-W-M-A-W. Momo. Ah. Uh -huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I called it. Once I got older, she started letting me call her Thelma. That's her middle name. <laughs> I call her Thelma. So there's <laughs> even a picture of her in my home. My Eden, who never got to physically meet her, she knows exactly who my grandmother is. So she continues to live through me, and it becomes just a generational thing. Eden even oddly looks a lot like my grandmother. Wow. Wow. So even with you, is like, you know, what I think that I had to start learning with my grandma, she died at the beautiful age of 88. Mm -hmm. The Bible even talks about three scores and ten, right? Yeah. But I had to learn the hard way about what I had to learn to call selfish grievance. Mm, tell me more about that. Selfish grievance, like I knew that she was beginning to be in pain, mm -hmm. but I still didn't want to let her go. Mm -hmm. So she began to prepare me. So thankfully, luckily for me, she was in the hospital at this point, and it was Palm Sunday. And the doctor came in, and um, all my family was at church. I was still at the hospital. And they told me that, okay, in order to let her live a little longer, we'd have to amputate her legs. My girl didn't know the definition of ampu amputate. So he heard it. I explained to her a little bit. So he, she goes, okay, well, amputate, whatever you got to do. So I said, well, Momo, that means that he's going to cut off your legs. And he goes, she goes, oh, no, I can't cook if you cut off my leg. How am I going to cook? But she still wanted to cook for her pastor and everyone that she lets mm -hmm. come eat. And I saw her literally in pain. I saw her literally um, becoming, you know, devising more and all of that. And I still didn't want her to go. Mm. How selfish is that? Yeah. Until she finally said, she said, um, I'm ready. Yeah. So the last few days of her living, we planned it together. That's beautiful. It's it was still hard though, because in my mind, being a planner, you know how we can mm -hmm. meet. I feel like I was kind of like planning a party, even though I knew you was going. But but where you really going? Right. So then I went through a moment where I was so mad at God. Mm. I was angry at God, like a believer, a servant. Like I was like, man, like, well, what do I do? The person I talk to every morning, every night. 
while she drinking her coffee and we talking, while I'm driving to work and everything, I was going to Lake Charles every weekend. Mm -hmm. What do I do now? Yeah. I was so mad, so mad. And then I had to check myself after I allowed myself, and that's why I was like early in your question, that's those moments that I allowed myself to be upset, to have those feelings. Mm -hmm. That's so real because so many people think, especially as believers, while we know heaven is real, we know um, that those that love the Lord and have been called are saved, get another get the best opportunity to see God face to face, right? But in our humanity, mm -hmm. it's still like, but what about me? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I completely understand, and I mm -hmm. thank you for sharing and mm -hmm. for reassuring someone that grief and release um, <laughs> is difficult. It mm -hmm. is, um, it changes you. Um, it absolutely changes you, but their memory, and mm -hmm. you have honored her well. Thank you. So as I watch you. Thank you. So give yourself grace. Thank you so much. I receive that. <laughs> I absolutely receive it. I want to go deeper into your journey mm -hmm. that has taken many, many paths as she's already acknowledged. Uh, Wordsmith isn't her first business. You've had several different adventures. When you think back, what do you think has been the most impactful and life changing? Becoming a mother. Because then I knew that I had to have more of a <clears throat> solid commitment to things. That I had to then make decisions that not only impacted Elizabeth, but that impacted Elizabeth and Eden. Because it's not just me anymore. Right. So I think that that was the most impactful thing is making sure that every decision I make, because then I'm her spokesperson. Mm -hmm. So then I'm representing her. So then, not only the same way am I representing the kingdom, but I'm also representing this little human mm -hmm. who can't fend for herself, can't feed herself, do nothing. She's my broke roommate. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. They got the nerve to request sushi and Indian food and <laughs> want to eat with chopsticks and all this stuff, right? <laughs> Baby. But I knew that I had to make decisions that were impactful not only for the next day, but the next month, the next year, mm -hmm. that everything I do. So I had to put myself on a different challenge and allow myself to be around other moms at this point. So then some of my friend groups um, not changed completely, but had to take more of a gear because then now I need to be around other mothers that I can then find solace in and, and, and look for support in, should I say, mm -hmm. to, to be able to be on this journey with. That's good. That's good. And so what of that becoming a mother, how did that empower your entrepreneurial spirit? Or did it empower your entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, it's funny. It, it did 100%. So I'm an active member of uh, Houston Area Early Young Professionals. Okay. And I have been a member just as long as my daughter had been born. I lost a job for a layoff a little after Eden was born. Mm. Got laid off. Um, hit like a real big financial situation where I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was not living with these savings or financial education and understanding of things. I, I had more month than money. Mm. So I remember being laid off and not being able to afford to be able to literally take care of my daughter. And I was active in the Urban League, as I still am. And there was this financial empowerment week that we would combine with even going to like the federal reserve building mm -hmm. and they taught us financial money management. And of course, unfortunately in the black community, we don't really get taught mm -hmm. financial management. We don't get taught generational wealth. We start off with, with nothing, you know, and, and you, you do Talk the best you can. So go on to go to college, baby. I hope you, you make something out yourself or mm -hmm. a trade or good, best of luck to you. So you, Absolutely. you get sent off with love and God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a lot of finances, Absolutely. right? So I knew that I wanted different. I, again, like I say, I had gotten laid off, didn't have any money. Um, literally, it was times that my refrigerator was empty, empty, where it took one of my Masonic brothers I'll never forget. And the word of God has said, pride will lead to destruction. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the most humbling moments I have ever had in my life. One of my Mason brothers, he came to fix um, one of my, my planks on my, my fence. So he, he wanted a water. So what I planned to do was I was going to go to the refrigerator to get the water for him because I didn't want him to go to my refrigerator and see that it was 
empty. Mm-hmm. But he went to my refrigerator while asking, can I have a water? And what do you do? Do you run and shit? Like, I, 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 he right? gave me, I deal with anxiety. He gave me anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was a nursing mom. So it was like, I nursed her, but I had just enough for my like nutrients or whatever while I nursed. And I didn't nurse her that long because I didn't have money. But at that moment, I thank God that I was nursing her because I didn't have no money. Mm-hmm. He opens up the refrigerator and I go, no, I'm, I'm going to get the water for you. And he opens, he says, there's only like one bottle in here and like this, this refrigerator empty. So he runs. So I was like, no, wait, I'm going to get the water for you. So he was acknowledging that my refrigerator was like, well, you only have like one bottle of water. Where's your food and stuff at least? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And he just went ahead and just asked me. And it was a just he and I, so he wasn't trying to embarrass me. He did exactly, Mama Sonny brother did exactly what he was supposed to do in that moment. And he was like, no, I'm going to get you some groceries. I wept. Mm-hmm. I cried. And the thing about it is, Ashley, my family is very supportive. I have great friends, always have. Not once did I pick up the phone mm-hmm. and tell them what was going on. And tell them that I needed something. And I had to learn the hard way about, again, like I said, the word of God says that pride will lead to destruction. And I was trying to handle that all on my own. Mm. I don't know if it was a pride thing as far as image. Like, let me not tell my family that I don't have no money and I don't have any. Or let me not be a burden. You know, I have that issue a lot of times where I don't want to put my worries on you. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're used to being the person that fix everyone else. When you're the fixer. And you then need to be fixed. How do you allow yourself to be vulnerable enough? Mm, yeah. So I remember at that moment, so I, I'm sitting there. So that was one of those issues. He helped me. And then a few days later, we, we were in this financial management class with Hall YP and everything. And I said, I don't ever want to be in another situation that my corporate job does what's best for them, for the business needs, how they like to tell you, mm-hmm. right? But then it made me and my family not be able to live comfortably. So I figured that if I can do what I do for this company, mm-hmm. I can do what I do for them for me yeah. and make a profit. And at that very moment, when I then started putting two and two together, I w- asked a lot of people, the good, the good thing at the Herbal League, they have an entrepreneurship um, souls entire center. Wow. And it is free. Okay. And you go through this boot camp of a program. I call it like a boot camp. You go through this, and they actually even combine you with other people that are in industries that you're wanting to get into. And these are people that look like me and you, Mm. black and brown and beautiful people that don't mind putting you on game. Wow. And I remember telling God, God, when you get me through this, I don't ever like to say if, because God can and he will. Yeah. When you get me through this, I promise you, that I will never not open my mouth to help someone else for free. Mm. It's room for all of us. You go down the bread aisle, you're going to see 20 different vendors all with wheat, 50 different vendors all with white bread, rye bread. Nobody care that another person is making bread. They all making bread and still selling out. Mm -hmm. So why can't I put someone else on like how they put me on? Wow. And I always say, you know, I do not have the right to remain silent about the goodness of God for me. Ooh. And every single time I allow myself to be vulnerable and open and say, oh, I can help you with that. God blesses me more and more and more. And since then, even as a, a mom, I make sure that I do community service with my daughter. Mm-hmm. I adopt families and I make sure that other mothers don't have an empty refrigerator. Oh, that's so I mean, I don't want you to even have to wait to ask. I just want to do it. That is so, so good. One, it speaks to your heart Hmm. and how you were able. And because so sometimes it's not just asking, but then being open to receive help. Oh, that's the hard part. But it speaks to how in that moment you were in both positions Mm -hmm. of I need it. But if I say anything, will you look at me differently? Yeah. Will you judge me? Mm -hmm. But thank God that you had someone that was willing to go, I don't care nothing about, <laughs> I can't leave here. He sure did. Knowing mm-hmm. what I now know. Girl, you got me in tears, girl. So thank you to, to that brother. But then for you to take the charge and say, not only will I personally never want to be back here, mm-hmm. as much as I can to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And then you're displaying that to your daughter. As a resume writer and interview expert, (laughs) 
What have you learned is the key to helping someone reach success? I always try and make sure people know what 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 is your passion? What is your desire? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they quote says, you know, if you have a passion, you'll never work a day in your life. Like, what is it that brings you joy? Mm-hmm. And it's funny that that's the title of your sessions. And I really think that when people find out what brings you joy, that passion will exude and come out and you can just hear it just burning in their spirit and watch them when they do what they do. Mm-hmm. What is that? I can make it do what it do, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So what is it that you want to do? Not what your mama told you you'd be good at. Not what your daddy told you he wanted and expected. But what is it that you truly say you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. You know, the word of God says you write the vision and you make it plain. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want to do? And a lot of times I get on the phone with people that have been in their career 10, 15 years. And when I ask them that question, it gets quiet. Because a lot of times what we do, especially the social media presence of life, and you know, you and I are both millennials, it's one of the things like you end up finding yourself doing things that you expect other people expect of you to do. And I ask God, God, remove the expectations of others on me that I hear or feel. Because I can't stop you from your expectation. But I ask God to stop me from filling your expectation. Oh, that's good. So that his will become the will for my life, not others around me. Because if that's the case, you know, you meet the little girls where, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're, they're, they're two. I want to be an attorney general. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just want to be a rainbow. Right. She want to be Princess Tiana. <laughs> she don't know. She don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's okay with letting that little girl Absolutely. say, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Right? Instead of that being impressed upon. I'm not saying expose, don't expose. Exposure is everything, right? Mm-hmm. For the many opportunities. But if a lot of us went back to what we truly had passion to do, would we be working in that space right now? Mm. If money was not an option, would you be doing what you're doing now? Oh, that's so good. That's so freeing and challenging Mm -hmm. because many of us I dare say all of us at some point in time has made a decision to put the things that um God purposed in us Mm -hmm. put that to the side because either I was scared of it or I couldn't figure out how to do Mm -hmm. that thing put on the back burner yeah oh I'll get to that later Mm -hmm. when I retire yeah after I finish this yeah Mm mm-hmm Oh, that's so good and freeing and, again, challenging to say, what is it that I enjoy doing? So if you had to answer that question, Mm -hmm. or I'm sure you've had to answer that Mm -hmm. question, what do you believe God has purposed you for? To help others. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was created to help others. If I can help one person, right, in whatever it is that you're at, while still making sure that I'm not taking away from me, because that's that's really part of my prayer. Like, again, making sure that as I help others, it's not taking away from my mental health as well, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And I have tried to too many times. Mm-hmm. Right? But helping others, and that's what I love, human resources. I am that person that gets to, as a human resources professional by day, Another reason that made me want to start my company is for people, again, that look like me and you that had resumes that sucked, Mm. that really and truly you were qualified, but on paper, it looked like file 13. Like you didn't express how you actually qualified for this particular position. Mm -hmm. So you missed the opportunity because you did not articulate properly. Then after the resume that got you the interview, you did not know how to express or speak to the qualifications. Mm. So a lot of times it wasn't always that you didn't get the job because you were black. A lot of times you didn't get the job because you did not look like you fit the position. Mm-hmm. You look like you may be the jack of all trade and a, you know, what do you call it? Master, a master, of, master none. of none mm-hmm. or Jill of all trade for the yes. women, right? So it's a lot of times now I, what I love about what I do is that I get to help others on the back end. I get to almost put the gloves off and gloves off and say, "Look, John Doe, mm-hmm. your resume suck, baby. Yeah, this is this, what you're telling me that you do is not what I see." And when I do the mock interviews with my clients, I then get to say what I really want to say, what a lot of HR people really want to say. If we were at the table, 
<laughs> like if, if we were in the interview, it's some stuff I'd be like, well, don't say that. Right. Even one of the first questions that goes back to what, you know, tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's twofold too, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people may struggle in an interview because they haven't identified or feel worthy of the position that they're even applying to. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is really, really, really strong to then make yourself think, well, what makes me qualified to sit next to Ashley? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, is she sure? Is that for me? And a lot of times we don't know how to receive compliments. We don't know how to see how we actually look on paper. Mm-hmm. It makes us in disbelief to say, wow, that, that, that's me. And we're all guilty of it. In fact, even beginning about you, I was like, sometimes I get like, I go into this and like, hold on, wait, ooh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then I have to also say, you know, God has put my name in rooms before my feet has entered. Yeah. He's already prepared it. And my accolades, it does speak for itself, right? So that part of saying, are you worthy? Mm-hmm. Imposter syndrome will have you feeling that you do not deserve to be where you are supposed to be. Yeah. And that's one of the prayers that every morning with my daughter, I want her to say, I deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. I deserve to be here. And when it comes to that interview, that part of it, a lot of times you can't articulate because you don't know why you're there. Because mm-hmm. it's probably even a job that you don't even want. You just know you got to pay the bill, which nothing's wrong with that. Right. You got to, <laughs> nobody not Absolutely. to survive. Everybody has been there. Everybody has been there. Mm-hmm. But then after you got the job that you had to survive on, did you go back to the drawing board and say, you know what, at nighttime I'm about to get on YouTube University, brush up on these skills, and get the job that I enjoy? Because the ending part of enjoy is what? Is joy. Is joy. Yeah, that's good. That's good. As an incredible mother. Oh, thank you. (laughs) As an incredible mother, you have not fully shied away from sharing a portion of your journey Mm -hmm. on social media. And with that has come both love and criticism. Mm -hmm. What have you learned through these experiences? The first couple of times that it was like more criticism than what I thought about my baby, it was one of the things where like on one side, it's kind of like you'll have like the little side of you that's saying, well, you did put your baby out there. So if you put your baby out there, you have to be willing to accept the many different opinions, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Even if it's ugly, even if it's good, you know, people are not always from where you are and they don't care about your baby like you care about your baby. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it is also still knowing that I put it out here, so I'm fine with it. Okay. Right? Um, I have a new mantra now when it comes to social media, and it's called, okay. You don't like me? Okay. You love me? Okay. You don't like my hair? Okay. You don't like my raspy voice? Okay. You don't like what my daughter wore today? Okay. Okay. It didn't pay my bill. It didn't turn off my bill. It didn't put gas in my car. It didn't feed us. Okay. Oh, that's good. So basically, nothing about your opinion stopped my joy. We still smiling. But I have, I do know that everybody, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, mm-hmm. but you just may be somebody's shot of Hennessy's. Hey. <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> Reposado, tequila, you pick one. But I feel like it's also important to know if everybody liked you, mm-hmm. is that yes, man? Is it, it's just it's no way they didn't all like Jesus, and not to sound cliche, right? They don't always like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a newborn pretty baby, and somebody's gonna still say, "Well, why why they didn't comb down the baby, have the baby?" Mm-hmm. Social media allows a lot of thumb thugs to just feel so empowered. So I just say, okay, that's good. That's good. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. What do you think um, is important for your daughter to see about that? Okay. How has she um, contributed to that okay spirit? I think she's even more so okay than me. Baby, Edith is a whippersnapper. So her 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 confidence in herself is confidence for sure. Mm. She's anointed baby. She's a praying baby. And I actually do tell her just honestly at times, like, hey, everybody's not going to like you, baby. 
right? Because honestly, like, when I first started sharing her, she's been shared literally all her life. She was a social brand um, ambassador. She's been viral several times, even at, like, six, seven weeks. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't used to seeing the nasty comments until okay. she got, like, older. And it was one of those things that, for me, I said, you know what, I can't really hide her from this. I need to prepare her for it. Because preparing her for this also prepares her for the classroom because all children are not nice. There's some children that are, kind of, are quite cruel mm -hmm. at times. And life is not going to always like you. Mm. So if I prepare you for that now and put the God that you serve to know that God will never leave you nor forsake you, and he's never going to put you in a position that he's not going to already have the ultimate protection for, for you, mm -hmm. just know that your ministry is not for everybody mm. to understand. My light is not for everyone to feel shined upon. Oh, my light not for you. Oh, that's a word. <laughs> so I don't, my light, if my light was for everybody, would my light still be that bright? Because even at nighttime, the light must come down for sunset. So if my light, which is, which is within me, is that of God, because God, the God that we serve is a God of love. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I love you and I do, my light will be for those that need to have that light shined upon. And for those that it don't. OK. And I have to be OK with you just not liking me, because if I walked around wanting everybody to like me, would I still even like myself? Because making everyone like me would then make me become small in smaller areas of myself who I really wanted to be, especially as a black woman. They don't like the natural hair. They don't like the red. Oh, the HR lady got red hair. Or it could be anything. I don't code switch. This race before she, I walk in the office like that. Good morning, everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't try and be a Jersey girl. Yeah, I'm happy like this all the time. I, I guarantee. That's what I say. Happy with 68 in my account before. Happy with quadrupling my salary. But always happy in Christ. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to my daughter, I let her watch me. And I let her inside so that she's not just feeling like she's being so sheltered to be naive to the world. Mm -hmm. Right? And again, it starts with Christ. Eden knows what happened on that Friday. Mm. Eden will tell you the story so beautifully, more beautifully than what I can tell you. And it gives me chills every time I hear this baby say it. She talks about how they rode him in on the donkey. Mm -hmm. And they treated him so good. You want water? That's what she said. You want water? You want something? Oh, Jesus, you so pretty. Mm -hmm. That's what she explained because they loved him. She said, then they said, oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. But Jesus still did what he had to do on yeah. that Friday. Yeah. And because we serve a risen Savior, he still got up. So, okay. Mm. Because if he would have allowed those people to change his mind, he wouldn't have saved a wretch like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it comes to that, I don't want Eden to ever think that everyone likes you. But I want you to make sure that if you are showing the love of God and you know that what you're doing is what God has sent you to do, you be okay with the resolution. And me and Eden talk literally like how you and I are talking. So she gets it. Let me tell you what. That may have been for Eden. That was for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was for me. Thank you for that. Absolutely. As I minister to you, I minister to myself. Because a lot of times, you know, you find yourself being so sister, but everyone is in sisterly. Mm -hmm. Or you find yourself doing the best you can at work, and coworkers may not treat you the same. But God rolled in. Jesus rolled in on that donkey. And on Friday, he still had a mission. Mm -hmm. And for me, that story, hearing it from this now seven-year-old. Because, again, I taught it to her, right? Mm -hmm. But she taught it better than me. And that's what reciprocity is in a relationship. It's an equal balance that I pour into this seven-year-old, and this seven-year-old has taught me so much mm. because we love each other. He, Jesus first loved me, right? Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, mm -hmm. love lifted me. And when we love ourselves the way that we understand that God loves us, that agape love, it makes just things to be like, okay. Because mm -hmm. I have had my feelings hurt time and time again of wanting people to love me back. Because I am so genuine. I am very genuine and intentional. Hello, good morning. And, you know, and I don't think that I always understood until I got older, apparently, when my mom used to tell me, baby, everybody not your friend. Mm -hmm. I wish sometimes, you know, that I still had those moments that 
you bring your friend around to the house for the first time and your mama sit on back and watch y'all play. She just watch. She listen. And then when that friend go home, your mama do like this. Now you know that little girl not your friend, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and even though you still trying to do like this, mama, mama, she is my friend. She is my friend. Then a few weeks later, something happened at the schoolhouse or whatever. You be like, mm-hmm. well, mama, my friend. She say, okay, baby, it's fine. Because mm-hmm. mama's still here, right? Yeah. But the God is still here. Yeah. So we don't always get our moms, even in our adult, like to, because moms have to allow again that experience to be our best teacher. But again, I have to let my own light shine and find solace in it, and just say, okay, okay, oh, y'all, oh, that blessed me. Oh, that blessed me. My absolute pleasure. I'm not gonna cry. It's right there, though. That's it. It's sitting. It's sitting right there. As we come to a conclusion, I am so eager to hear your answer to this on your journey. If mm-hmm. you did. As a woman who believes in fasting and praying mm-hmm. and seeking God's face, as you are praying for direction and, and guidance, where do you hope that your journey will be in five years, whether for yourself, your business, your family? In all transparency, I have not thought that far. That's good. And I try not to. Because what I have, <laughs> my daddy used to tell me, you plan, you work, you work, your plan. If it don't work, you rework it. Mm. And what I have learned about myself, especially my mental health, when I make all of these plans and it don't may, it may not go the same way I need to for like the one year, the three year, the five year, then it's kind of like, well, could I have done something different? So what I like to do is every quarter I do the Daniel fast because I want God to then remind me what his voice is. Because a lot of times we will talk to God and wait to hear that sometimes it's our own subconscious, subconscious or our conscience speaking back to us that it's not of God. So what I've learned is instead of worrying about the five years, I worry about, okay, what about the end of this year and stuff like that. So I ask God, Lord, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, please don't do it without me. Mm-hmm. Show me where you want me to be, God, and send me there. God, prepare me for the things that I have prayed for because we pray for a lot yeah and of course we also have to thank god for the things that he told us no about because he does tell us no he tells us yes he tells us no he tells us not yet he tells us (laughs) you're tripping Mm -hmm. right but i ask him to prepare me because speaking back to even imposter syndrome it's been things that god has given me that i've prayed for and i wasn't prepared for it and i ruined it Mm. so another part of my prayer is god make sure you always changing me not just my circumstance because if god only changes your circumstance but he don't change you you yourself will continue to ruin your circumstance Mm -hmm. the circumstance of the things that are around you yeah so make of me a clean heart renew a right spirit renew a right spirit right Mm -hmm. let me forgive those that have harmed me let me also forgive myself and god whatever it is that you have for me to do in this season it's okay it's okay. So I, I I have more goals and hopes when it comes to my daughter education and watching her thrive. I'm in a very happy space in my life mentally, physically, and most of all, spiritually. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this season of my life in the now. Because in the past, I did all those five years and have the planner. I like when my planner don't have too much stuff above, just whatever it is for the calendar of events for that month. Mm-hmm. I've also started this year a no weekend meaning once a month Mm. i have one weekend that i prepare for to say on this weekend you can't do anything but eat meaning if you say hey let's go get something to eat and it fits we can go eat but i'm not doing nothing i don't care if it's a delta meeting urban league meeting my mom or my daddy i'm not going anywhere but enjoying my home and just giving myself time to rest Mm Because we go, 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 go. Oh, yeah. And although my line name is the Energizer Bunny, baby, I'm, getting a, little, I'm getting a little, oh, I get tired sometimes, right? <laughs> the spirit the spirit gets tired. <laughs> so I have to use that time to recharge, to worry about my mental health. Because, again, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And what I started realizing is every weekend I had stuff booked from beginning to end. From the time I got off to right even after Sunday at church, then you're trying to meal prep for the week. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say, I am enjoying whatever journey God puts me on in every season that it happens to be. And right now it is getting back into the groove of things. My daughter is going to the third grade. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Um, in December that just passed, I started a new role 
for an international company. My business is flourishing even better where I have other partnerships and I am volunteering more. And I have um, done partnerships now with Second Chance for, employ uh, for, for persons that have been incarcerated that need a second chance and need a dynamic resume to transition back into the, the world and society. And I've enjoyed just helping as I go. And God has continued to enlarge my territory with doing so. Mm, so oh, that's good. for me, I just know that it's the best is yet to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We believe that to yeah. be so as well. And I'm excited about that. I just, I think that it is important for especially us business women and successful driven women to know it's okay not to have a plan. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. It is okay. It is okay. Ah, sis, I thank you. I thank you. I <laughs> thank, thank you. you. If someone is seeking or needs help with their resume, they got an interview coming up, and mm -hmm. they like, oh, I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know who to, how to say <laughs> who I am and why I'm the best candidate for the job. Mm -hmm. How can they get in touch with you? So you can reach me on social media, um, Wordsmith Resume on Instagram. My website is www.wordsmithresume.com. I can also send you a QR link, too, for contact. I'm getting a little more tech savvy. Hello. Okay. And my website. And then my email is Elizabeth at wordsmithresume.com. And also social media. You can you can shoot me on a DM, and we can also work from there. I uh, I definitely enjoy what I do, and I look forward to working with um, each of you if you like to be able to, you know, excel in your career or pivot, um, transferable skills, all of that good stuff. Oh, very, very good. Y'all, if she has blessed you like she's blessed oh, me with encouraging you to understand that your light is who God allows you to shine it upon and how they mm -hmm. receive it is really none of your business. Mm -mm. But if you have done what God <laughs> has charged you to do, God is pleased with you. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please, in the comments, send out a put in your favorite quote. And in the meantime, go ahead and like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Please do that. Yes. And until we gather again every single Thursday, may God increase your joy, grant you strength for the journey, Come on. and give you the courage to tell your story. Okay, Bishop. <laughs> I actually thought she was going to say, may the Lord watch between me and thee. Here she go. Why we're absent <laughs> one from another. <laughs> We're going to end this now before she gets started. <laughs> Bye, friends. <laughs>